What do you think is the most effective form of marketing for your business? In this episode of the Subscription Web Design Podcast, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to look at this from very much a principles and a strategy point of view and get a little bit into the tactics. But the, the, the principles and the strategy are really the star of the show here. And I want to talk to you about this method uh, of marketing that is going to change life for you dramatically if you will delve into it. So what I'm talking about is direct response marketing, okay? Direct response marketing. And the entire purpose of direct response marketing is to get someone to actually respond to an offer that you put out, okay? The goal of direct response marketing is not just to create awareness. We'll talk more about that in just a minute, okay? It's not just to create awareness. Awareness can be created, but the point of the awareness is to actually uh, elicit a response as well. For example, I send emails to my subscription web design email list every single day. At the bottom, there is always a link, a call to action that says, hey, if you're ready to work with me, let's do it, okay? And why is that there? Well, because ultimately, I want you to respond. And by the way, if you're on my email list, which I encourage you to be, because I'm, I'm, I drop value there that I literally don't give anywhere else. Like, it doesn't exist anywhere else. It's only in that email list. It's the only place you can get what I'm putting out there, okay? And I really try to tell stories and have fun and be entertaining and be motivational there, okay? And so, I, I yes, subscriptionwebdesign.com, please come join me. But at the end of every email, there's a link. And it's like, hey, if this is the one that, that really spoke to you, if like if if this email helped you believe that it was possible for you, if this email helped you see the light, then I want you to have the opportunity right there to respond to that email by actually signing up for uh, my subscription web design insiders membership. Right, that's what I want to happen. Okay, um, when we do these podcasts, at the end of this podcast, I'm going to tell you that you should go get on my email list. I've already actually done that. Right, told you to go get on my email list. That is direct response. Okay, I'm giving you value. Okay, we're we're having this conversation. But it's always in the context of this is a business, right? And so I, 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 I don't, I'm not trying to like fool anyone here. This is a business. I want to make money. Um, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's fair uh, that you, um, that that some people kind of pretend like they're not trying to make money. I'm trying to make money. Okay. Um, I want to help you. I want to teach you. And I am doing this partially out of the kindness of my heart. Um but I want to be paid for it. And if I'm paid for it, I'm going to feel good about it and I'm going to keep doing it. And so I think that makes a lot of sense. So the point of direct response is, honestly, you're just being honest about the fact that you are in business. And a lot of times web designers, I find, are not using this medium and they could use this medium a lot more if they understood it. So let's start at the top. What is direct response marketing? So we've talked about that a little bit in terms of the principle of it, right? It's marketing with a response intended. The point is to have some sort of response. And if there's no response, then there's an assumption that something about the messaging was not quite right. Okay. There's, there's problems there and that they can be fixed. Okay. Direct response marketing is fundamentally measurable. Okay. It's hard to measure brand awareness. It's very easy to measure direct response marketing. Um, you can really know if you put $1 into your marketing and you don't get $2 back out, or if you get $5 back out. Okay. You can actually know that. Here's the 101 though. Okay. The, and it's very basic. Direct response looks like this. Build a list and mail it. Okay? Now, that's, that's direct response. Like, if you're not doing that fundamental thing, forget about all the other strategies, tactics, forget about webinars, forget about podcasts, you know, forget about all the stuff that you've heard, okay, or potentially heard. Build a list 
mail it. Build a list, mail it. Build a list, mail it. Okay, back in the day, in the days of what they called direct mail, then you were actually building a mailing list. You were mailing the list. You were getting people to indicate their interest to respond for a free report or something like that. They, uh, you sent them the free report in the mail. The free report came with a sales letter. The sales letter sold the thing, et cetera. And you went through that whole process. Now, today, we are fortunate enough to live in an age where we can do that online. So we deliver the free reports and the email courses and the PDFs and the eBooks and the audio trainings and the video trainings. We deliver these things digitally now. And then we typically follow up with email. Smart marketers are doing a mix of these things. And, you know, it's ultimately niche dependent too. And, um, industry dependent. Um, for example, web designers may actually see more uh, luck with something like direct mail in their local area than they would with email, depending on the kind of thing that you're doing. Um, whereas me, I mean, if I sent direct mail to you guys instead of email, like that really wouldn't make sense. Like in this context, like you'd be thinking, why are you from the Stone Ages? So um, the build a list and mail, it has many different forms, but at the end of the day, creating a lead magnet, okay, for your target customer. By the way, if you don't have a who, if you don't have your target customer, we've talked about that multiple times on this podcast and we'll certainly talk about it again. We also talk about it a lot in the context of our membership program, okay? And so having a who that you kind of know what makes them tick, you know who you're going after, you understand the words that you can use when you're speaking to them, having a who that you design a specific lead magnet for to solve a pain point that they have. For example, in me to you here, the uh, current um, um, lead magnet that we have, which we're getting ready to create some new ones, but the current lead magnet that we're using is our five models training. And our five models training helps to alleviate the pain that you might feel of, gosh, I don't even know where to get started with subscription and web design. What are even the options? So we start by giving you at least the options, the five different models that you can choose to get your wheel spinning on what you're going to do. Okay. So that is a uh, really, really good example of the kind of lead magnet that you can uh, put together to alleviate pain for your audience. So you put a lead magnet together that, that, that they have to then give their email address, their contact information in exchange for. And that's how you build a list. That's how you do that part of it. Now, how do you get traffic to that? Well, now that, my friends, is a podcast, is a book, is a, you know, a, 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 an entire course all its own. And there are courses out there. I actually literally have a course called Traffic Secrets. Um, well, I don't have it. I own it, right? It's not my course. It's somebody else's. You can buy this, though. Right? It's called Traffic Secrets. And so it just goes through all these different ways about how you can get traffic. And it could be a local pod, you know, a, a, a podcast focused on your niche or on your local area. Or you could start uh, a blog and do some SEO stuff. Or you could go on YouTube and do that. Or you could do Facebook ads. There's numbers of different ways to get traffic to it. But ultimately, you got to get them on the email list because otherwise you have no reliable method of contact. You can't rely on the podcast. You can't rely on Facebook to send stuff out to your people. You can't rely on Google to find you the right customers, okay? It's not ultimately reliable. And so your best bet is to start building an email list and put them on to ConvertKit or Constant Contact or Fluent CRM or one of these platforms and start building up that email list. And then, so build a list, mail it. Then you gotta email them, okay? You gotta email them. And I want to encourage you not to be afraid of that. Um, so I started as I'm recording this. Okay, so this is going to be, you know, the weeks are going to be a little bit different. Um, but as I'm recording this, I started about two weeks ago doing something that I've known I needed to do for about three years. <laughs> um, obviously, I haven't had subscription web design for three years, um, but I've known about this strategy for about three years. And really, it's just going back to the basics, okay, ultimately, of, of emailing. And so I've been emailing every business day 
to my list of subscription web design that I would like for you to join. And again, I've been telling stories. I've been dropping some value there. Again, unique content that you're not going to get anywhere else. It's the only place you can get it. And I've had a few people unsubscribe, but just a few. And that's fine with me because if they unsubscribe, that means they're not my customer. They don't want my thing, right? Um, if they are not feeling the pain that I solve, then they don't want to be there. Apparently, though, the vast majority of people are feeling the pain and they're enjoying how I'm helping them. And uh, quite a few, probably as many, if not more, that have unsubscribed have actually emailed me back thanking me for specific emails that I wrote that that was really touching their particular situation right there. And so it's really easy to get in your own head. Yes, by the way, that wasn't like a mistake that I said. I've literally been emailing every day. And sometimes you think, oh my gosh, I can only email once a quarter or once a month or like at most once a week. Well, here's the thing. 90% of what you do, people don't see. And so your competitors are emailing more than you, are contacting more than you. And so you got to start somewhere. I'm, I'm, you know, maybe you're not a writer. That's fine. I'm just saying, you got to start somewhere. And email is still the highest converting sales channel in terms of uh, it's going to convert way better than social media, et cetera. And so being valuable and showing up in people's inbox and being top of mind at least once a week, but I recommend doing it once a day, okay? And actually being in contact with your list, creating a relationship and fostering that with them. And um, at, at the time of this recording in my agency, we're in the middle of a big rebrand. And so um, I'm doing my emails just once a week now under the current brand, but that's going to be changing as I move into these new brands and we're going to be figuring that out. Might be a daily email, might be two or three times a week. I'm not exactly sure yet, um, but we probably will try uh, the daily thing and just see how that goes because I'm telling you, you can build a relationship with your email list. This is, this is the thing, okay? Um, wouldn't it be amazing if the people who eventually become your client, uh, wouldn't it be amazing if you sort of felt like you had a relationship with them already? You know how much different it feels when you start working with somebody, like there's a local business owner in town or they go to your church or something like that, and you start doing business with them, and it just feels different because you know them. You have a context with them. You can get that same feeling even with strangers you meet off the internet with you're doing what I'm talking about because you're actually building a relationship with them. And that way it's not weird when you send them an email that's like a blatant sales pitch. Hey, buy my thing or hey, here's a discount or here's a sale or whatever. That feels really weird when you're not in that constant communication and relationship. Like it'd be really weird if you didn't talk to your friends or your wife or, or your, you know, your spouse regularly, right? You wouldn't have a relationship. And so how do you expect to have a relationship with the people that you want to do business with and you want them to give you money um, if you're not actually contacting them. So very important, build a list, mail it. Build a list, mail it. If you're not doing that, then that's like the basics of direct response and that's the starting point. Like it will be a long time before you need to do anything else other than that if you actually do this and start executing on it well, okay? Next thing here is that there is a difference between uh, three different kinds of marketing even though there's some interplay between them, okay? You've got branding, you've got direct response, and then you've got world building, okay? Branding, direct response, and world building. Now, these three are sometimes, especially the first two, branding and, and direct response, they are seen as sort of um, not enemies, but two different entire sides of marketing. They are camps, if you will, that are uh, opposed against each other, okay? And the branding, people say that all that matters is brand, right? All that matters is brand. You want to be in, you know, in front of people. You want people to know your name, et cetera. Whereas the direct response people say, yeah, but we don't have unlimited money um, or unlimited time. So we need to make sure that when we are investing our resources into a marketing initiative, it pays off. 
And this is why uh, primarily I take this approach, the direct response approach, because it is something that, especially when you're a small business, if you don't have the money that Coca-Cola has to put up billboards and you know run commercials on TV and all of that, then you're going to need to be more careful with your finances. And this is where direct response can be very, very helpful, but it's also very, very, very lucrative. I mean, just start looking up direct response and copywriting and email marketing and all this stuff. And trust me, like you're going to make plenty of money if you actually do it and you actually execute on it well. The cool thing about it is, is you can do direct response and build brand as a side effect, okay? So if you put out a Facebook ad and it's a direct response Facebook ad, guess what? They still see your branding on the Facebook ad, right? So you can do branding as a consequence of direct response. Now, the third one is interesting, and I call it world building. And this is a term that is borrowed from fiction. And there are people who talk about it in business as well, although it's very, very, um, it's very hard to find people uh, teaching world building from a business perspective because it's not really a checklist thing, okay? It's, it's, it's more the kind of thing that just happens. It's an osmosis almost kind of thing. But there is a way to do it with, a degree of uh, intentionality. Sometimes this happens through rules or customs or laws or language or things like this that you actually insert into your world and into your marketing. Um, it has, again, a little bit to do with branding, but it's more about building that world. And so let me just give you an example of this, and then you can get the wheel spinning on how to apply it in your own life. You know, think about uh, the classic examples, right? Walt uh, Disney, Steve Jobs, uh, even Elon Musk is a modern sort of living example of a great world builder. You know, Tesla does not do direct response marketing or uh, branding and advertising. They don't do either of those two things. They don't spend a dime on marketing, but they do lots of world building, okay? Lots of world building. And the world building a lot of times happens through Elon's X account, right? He talks about um, the vision for going to Mars and he'll do these interviews and you know, he'll talk about the vision for a sustainable energy future. And he's got this algorithm. It's just literally this five-point algorithm that he applies to everything that, that he does. And he understands the concept of entertainment, right? And so, um, you know, he knows that a lot of the stuff that he does is, 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 is funny and controversial or whatever, but it's, at least it's entertaining. And so he is really good at world building. Steve Jobs, really, really good at world building. Okay, he built this Apple ecosystem and... Man, if you're in the Apple ecosystem, you feel like you're part of the cool kids club and you feel like the Windows guys are, you know, part of the nerd herd, okay? Right? Like that's the kind of culture that was built. That was built not through branding. It was a little bit branding, okay? Branding was sort of a gateway into some of this, but ultimately it was world building. Um, think about the design of the Apple stores and everything and the, the, the way that they do things. Like it's all world building, okay? So they didn't really do direct response. They did world building and a little bit of branding and advertising as well. So think about in your business how you can actually do um, all of these and at least to some degree, start with direct response, build a list and mail it, and then start bringing those people into your world. Start introducing certain ways that you talk and certain things that you believe. Like uh, just one example for me, like I'm not afraid to talk about God, right? Like some people are afraid to talk about this stuff. I ain't afraid to talk about it. It's part of my world, okay? And if you're... In my world, you're going to hear me talk about God and business and how all that stuff relates. And if you don't like that, then cool. Like, you're not going to be in my world. But if you do like that, then you are going to be in my world. And you're not just going to be in my world. Like, you're going to be excited to be in my world because that's something that we believe. Or maybe you even see uh, my, my little Star Trek, my little Picard back there in the background. For whatever it's worth, that's part of this world, okay? I'm a nerd. I love Star Trek. If you want to talk about Star Trek on our next member call, join up and, like, we'll talk about it, okay? Um, so... 
just little things to, to bring you into my world, me as a person. And you could do that exact same thing in your business as well. So let me give you what I call the master flywheel. So I talked about this concept of the flywheel a few months ago, and uh, there are different flywheels for different kinds of businesses. I believe it was an episode that I actually did like a screen share and everything on too. So you could see that. So you might want to check that one out on YouTube. But I came up with this concept the other day just to help simplify it called the master flywheel. In other words, I think this is a starting point for a flywheel that can work for literally like any business, like the vast majority of businesses can start here and then make it your own from here. Okay. So let me give you this and see what you think. All right. The first step on the flywheel is attraction. So you're going to build interest and buzz around your business. Now, however you do that, I know that's vague. That's on purpose. How are you going to build interest and buzz? Okay. Are you going to uh, put on a cool local event in town? Are you going to start a local podcast? Are you going to start a niche-based podcast on the internet? Are you going to start a YouTube channel? Okay. Are you going to start a blog? Are you going to put an ad up in the uh, in you know in a local newspaper? What are you going to do to build interest and buzz around your business? That's attraction. Okay. The next phase of the flywheel is acquisition. Okay. Now you're going to give people a doorway into your world. Okay. This is part of the world building thing as well. Think about um, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, right? The Chronicles of Narnia, right? The wardrobe was a door. It was a door into the world. And you can put out all these different doorways into your world. In my view, what I'm talking about here is your lead magnet, okay? The lead magnet is ultimately the doorway into, into your world, okay? And this is, this is a, um, like this podcast, for example, um, it's, it's kind of like a teaser, if you will, right? It's not, you're not really in my world yet. You're, you're really in my world when I have that relationship being built with you through email, that, right? Because then we're talking on a regular basis. Like that's when we're there. Some of you better start to get in that world when you, when you find my podcast on whatever episode you're on and then you go back to the very beginning and binge uh, listen. And I know some of you do that. Some of you have told me that you've done that, right? So yes, that's like starting to get there, but like really you acquire them as, a, as somebody who is uh, a lot more likely to do business with you when they come into your world through a doorway like a lead magnet, okay? Then you're on their email list and then you can converse with them. Okay, the uh, middle step. So this is the, right in the middle of the others. And this is the third step and it's edutainment. Edutainment, okay? And I have this one bolded on my list because I think it's so important. Give them what they need, which is education, by giving them what they want, which is entertainment, okay? So important. Like this could be an entire episode on its own. Don't miss the step. So you got attraction, acquisition, and then edutainment. Give them what they need, education, by giving them what they want, entertainment. Nobody wants to be educated. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like education is fundamentally boring the way that we think about it. Now, I know some of you probably like to read and like to watch YouTube videos, and I do too. But ultimately, don't you like put it down or click away if you're bored? Like nobody wants to be bored. Everybody wants to be entertained. So the more entertaining you can make your education, the better, okay? And uh, there's a lot we could go into here. It, it matters like your personality style. You can't do something that's not genuine to you. Like I have a particular personality style for me that like I can tell if I'm not being genuine. And if I can tell, other people could tell too. And I just want to be me, right? I just want to show up the way that I am supposed to show up. Um, McCall Jones has some interesting stuff on this. I would look it up on YouTube. It's called charisma hacking, okay? And just this idea that you can sort of know how best you genuinely show up when you're doing presentations and talking with people and stuff like this. So um, I encourage you to check that out. But how can you bring entertainment into your education 
and then you will win the hearts and minds of people. By the way, this is why TikTok works. Like, enough said. This is why TikTok works. It's educate. It's edu. It's entertaining. Edu- I'm going to say this right. It's entertaining education. Okay, so definitely go go for that. All right. The next one, number uh, four, is conversion. Okay, promote primary and secondary CTAs, calls to action, every single day. And this is where I said build a list, mail it, send them a list every day, or at least once a week, like bare minimum once a week, but two or three times a week. Once a day, if, if they unsubscribe, that's fine. That's fine. It means they're not a customer, okay? But if they're in pain and they, and they need help with the solution that you have, then you can help them with that. And you can show up and you can be there every day and you can build a relationship with them. And I recommend calling them to action often. Hey, let's get on a discovery call. Hey, we just launched this new service, et cetera, et cetera. If you're only sending emails when you have something to sell them, that's not genuine. Build a relationship and then it it's, feels natural to sell because you know that you've been giving them value and that you're just going to offer them the ability to go into the next step of the relationship. So attraction, acquisition, edutainment, conversion, and then the last step of the flywheel is promotion. Okay, promotion. Use testimonials and customer interactions to drive more att- attraction. So you can actually use good experiences that you've had with your clients and testimonials that they've left and different things to actually drive more attraction into your business and to build more interest and more buzz, which is how the flywheel completes its circle, okay? This can happen by you taking the testimonial, turning it into a quote, and putting it on social media and using that as promotional, or it could happen uh, just by them having that great experience and then spreading the word of mouth to one of their friends. That's just two ways, and there are multitudes of them, but that's just two ways that you can use promotion to complete the flywheel back on itself and... um, make your business more attractive to build interest and buzz. So I hope this has been a helpful look into how we're doing things um, in our business, uh, frankly, all of our businesses with this direct response marketing. And if you're not uh, using this path yet, then I highly recommend you try it. It is a much more effective path, in my opinion, than branding, at least for the short term. If you've got more money eventually to invest in branding, some of that stuff is fine too, but direct response is the name of the game. And so I highly encourage you to check that out. Hey, come join me, subscriptionwebdesign.com. Hop on my email list and I'll send you the five models training. And if you're ready to like do this and you're tired of the feast or famine roller coaster and you want to get off that and you want to start building a life and a business that's actually going to support your family each and every week, join me in the Insiders membership and you will not regret it. Go to subscriptionwebdesign.com. You can find everything you need there. God bless. See you guys on the next one. Hey there, it's Steve, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. You know, one of the biggest questions that I get is, okay, Steve, I'm excited. I love this idea of subscription web design, but I have no clue where to get started. If that's you, go to subscriptionwebdesign.com right now, enter your best email address, and I'm going to send you an exclusive training that I did on the five models of subscription web design that will show you the options that are available to you and give you some things to think about on how to get started. And for a limited time, I'm going to include my contract template for subscription web design. I've been asked multiple times to provide this template, and it's usually only available to my paying students. It's a $100 value, but it's yours free. Just go to subscriptionwebdesign.com and enter your best email address there, and I'll send those right to you, as well as send you daily email tips from the trenches of running my agency. See you over there at subscriptionwebdesign.com.